of talking about sports is you got to blame somebody. When there's a bad start and expectations were high, you got to blame somebody. And so we're going to talk about who is the accurate target of our blame. Is it Chris Ballard who bought the groceries? Or is it Frank Reich who's cooking the groceries, who's making the meal? Who is more to blame or both to blame or none to blame? I guess that's a possibility, although it's, <laughs> it seems a long shot. I got to tell you the truth. We're going to talk about what happened today in terms of the roster. Not a lot of movement, but some practice kind of uh, squad deals going on. Gus Bradley and Marcus Brady, the two coordinators, they spoke to the media today. We'll talk a little bit about what they had to say. And we'll talk about the last time these two teams met. The Chiefs and the Colts, this game was in Kansas City. And I got to tell you the truth, at the end of it, Colts fans were happy. We were celebrating and we'd like to celebrate again. And it's entirely possible that we will. Because football is a funny game and the game is not played on paper. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now for Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. Brought to you by the great people at BUSR. BUSR.com backslash Kent. You deposit a thousand bucks as your first deposit, they'll match it in free play. Whatever you put in, they'll match with free play up to a thousand bucks. Plus, you deposit a hundred dollars or more, you get 25 free casino chips. How about that? Uh, Colts, six and a half point favorites this weekend. The Hoosiers, 17 and a half point dogs, despite the fact that they're undefeated. No respect for the Hoosiers whatsoever. Does that mean opportunity for you? I'll tell you what does mean opportunity for you, this. It is the Golden Prize Egg. Each week, until I run out of potential prizes, we're going to put prizes in here, and then on Friday we're going to give it away, and I'm going to ship it to you. All right? The thing you have to do to qualify, you have to subscribe, and you have to like the video. Ring the bell so you don't miss one. That's a help. If you want to donate, you can donate, but that does not put you in, in the market for the prize. Prize will be given regardless of donations, although we appreciate the donations. All right, let's talk about the Colts and, and who's to blame. Is it the guy shopping for the groceries or is it the chef cooking them up? That's really the question. Let's talk about it. Ballard, here's what he's put on the field, all right? You've got three first-rounders on offense. Uh, Matt Ryan, you've got Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly. He has drafted one of those guys. Ryan Kelly was drafted by Ryan Grigson. Quentin Nelson drafted by Chris Ballard, and Matt Ryan was acquired via trade. All right, he was the third overall pick in 2008. On the defensive side of the ball, you've got three first-round picks. One was drafted by Chris Ballard. He's been here for six drafts. All right, and, and he swapped out from some first-rounders. He traded back in the first-rounder one year and picked up the pick that got Michael Pittman. So this is not all an indictment. It gets complicated. When you examine drafts, it gets really, really complicated. There are exceptions to the rule all over the place. They traded a first-round pick for DeForest Buckner. Now, they also extended DeForest Buckner's contract four years, $84 million bucks, $21 million a year for a defensive tackle. So there's that. He's not Aaron Donald, but they pay him pretty damn well. He's got to produce better than he has. A much better analyst of the Colts right now than he is a player for the Colts. 
uh, that's DeForest Buckner, who, who profanely appraised the work of he and his teammates this past Sunday in Jacksonville with utter accuracy. All right, uh, second-round picks. You got uh, one second-round pick starting on the defense, and you have five for the offense. So what you've got, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but you got a bunch of mediocres. You know what I mean? This is not, this is not a great lineup, and, and where you've got talent, like at left guard, you don't necessarily need it. Like, you don't, you don't have to have a great left guard in order to win a championship. In fact, it can be argued that they're a detriment if you pay them too much, as Quentin Nelson will soon be, and actually is now, in the last year of his deal, making that $13.8 million plus uh, the renegotiation that, I don't know, the whole thing with the signing bonus, it gets confusing. The drafts for Chris Ballard, not all great. You know, this past year, we don't know what the hell you got, right? They dealt the number one, the first-round pick, to the Eagles for Carson Wentz. That was an utter loss of a first-round pick. That was just goodbye, gone. A person who would have been under contract at a, a very economical price for the next four years, gone. Out the door because you got Carson Wentz. Okay. All right. You didn't know. None of us were hypercritical of that deal. Thought that Frank Reich was going to be the Wentz whisperer. He was not. It wound up being a mistake. No matter how you see this thing, it was a mistake. Was it the reason that last year went off the rails in week 17 and 18? Not entirely. Not lumping it all on Carson Wentz. But part of it, part of the blame does belong with Carson Wentz. All right, uh, in 2021, and again, it, it's too early to judge this past draft, even though the one's gone. You got Pierce, you know, you got Woods, you got Ryman, you got Cross. We don't know what the hell any of these guys are going to be. Two of them are starters right now, okay. That isn't all bad, but Alec Pierce hasn't really shown himself to be great so far. But he was a 53rd overall pick. He's not going to be great. Johnny Woods. Hadn't really been productive at all. Neither of these guys has caught a ball. Nick Cross is starting. But it sounds like, as you read between the lines when Gus Bradley talks to us, Nick Cross is part of the reason that defense is a little bit sketchy because Nick Cross just turned 21 years of age, hadn't played a hell of a lot of football, and they're asking him to diagnose a lot of what's going on with opposing offenses and how to combat it. Uh, in 21, you had Quiddy Pay. Daya Odangbo, Kylan Granson, Sean Davis, bye-bye, Sam Ellinger, Mike Strawn, and Will Fries. This, it's still too early to grade this draft. All right, you need three years to really figure out what a draft is, but the early returns are not strong. Odangbo doesn't look like he can play. Fries ha has not contributed anything. Ellinger hasn't contributed anything in, a, in the regular season, although God bless everybody who loves him and thinks that he's the answer. You put Sam Ellinger out there, they're going to score points. You're going to average 35 points a game with Sam Ellinger on the, floor, on the field. What are you doing? Okay. All right. That's just crazy. Stop it with that. Everybody loves a third-round quarterback or a third-string quarterback. I get it. But let's not go haywire. Um, you look beyond that, you look at Strawn. Strawn can't play dead. 
I don't care that he's 6'5 and can run like the wind. He lines up illegally. It's ridiculous. You can't trust him to be at the right place at the right time. And that's what this offense is founded upon. And that's why Mike Strawn plays 11 snaps. Come on. That's why he was a healthy and active half the time last year. Please. Um, the year before, Pittman and Taylor early in the second round. Pittman 34, Taylor 41. Oh, woo. That's how you build a career. That's how you extend a career, at least. Julian Blackman, not bad. Then you got Eason. Bye-bye, and rightly so. Danny Pitter, who has not been good this year, given an opportunity to start at right guard. Windsor, didn't see a lot of him. Spirit walk, thanks. One thing that bugs me is how long some guys wait to get off-season surgery. They know they need Shaq Leonard at the top of the list. You know what, man? I get it, but they got to live a life. Like, you go at it all year long, and you're trying to play, and you're ginning up every single week to get out there on Sunday, and then your body's got to heal a little bit, and you gotta you got to be with your family. I get it. I understand what you're saying. I wish they'd do that, too. As soon as it's diagnosed, get it done. But you know what? That's a that that's a tough call. I mean, these you can't just you can't go from playing seventeen weeks, seventeen games, eighteen weeks, and then get back surgery and have to lie in your ass for three months, and you can't be present for your wife. This is why Andrew Luck retired because you just can't do both. You try to do both. It's hard to do both. These guys are trying to do both. Shaq Leonard absolutely trying to do both. Um, Isaiah Rogers could make this draft a little bit better. Uh, does Patman can't play dead. Glasgow is gone. This draft at the top, really, really good with Pittman and Taylor. Maybe Julian Blackman, too, if he can stay healthy. The rest of it, I got no time for it. Maybe, maybe Pitter winds up being something. We hope that he is. In 19, Rocky said, this is the one, man. This is the one. Woof. Rocky Scene. Ben Banigou. Paris Campbell. Bobby O'Karake. All right. Bobby O'Karake, I like. Uh, Kari Willis. He's preaching. You can't win football games with a preacher at the podium or at the pulpit. Uh, Marvell Tell. I'm starting to get tired of that noise. EJ Speed. Good pick. Jerry Green, I'm not even going to make that pick for him. Uh, that Barton guy, no. Patterson, no. 18, how about that draft? Nelson, Leonard, Smith. You could have done so much more with Quentin Nelson's pick. I know people love Quentin Nelson. I know he's a folk hero, but for the love of God, you don't draft a guard sixth. No guard back to the mid-80s has been drafted sixth. None of them. Nobody thought. So highly of a guard that they drafted him with the sixth overall pick back to like 1986. But by God, Chris Ballard knows better. One playoff win, two playoff trips. What are we doing? An under 500 record now. Hopefully that changes. Um, Kamoko Ture. Taekwon Lewis. Hadn't been bad. He's been okay. Naheem Hines, good. There's some other guys, but Matthew Adams and Zaire Franklin are really the, the two biggies. Then you go to 17, and God almighty, I, this is just horrifying. Malik Hooker, Quincy Wilson, 
Terrell Basham, Zach Panner. Wow. That's 0 for 4 with a bullet. Uh, Marlon Mack, good. Grover Stewart, really good. Uh, Nate Hairston wasn't bad. Anthony Walker, good. So not, not a great draft, but you can't rely on hitting in the fifth, sixth, and seventh round to cover your sins in the first and second. You can't. You have to hit those picks. If you're going to build through the draft like Chris Ballard insists you must, you really need to hit. you got to go ding, ding, ding in the first round, and if you miss, it sets you back forever. It really puts you on your heels, and they flat missed this past year. Carson Wentz is playing for Washington now, and that first-round pick they gave up is playing in Philadelphia, and it ain't nobody here to account for that pick. That is an absolute disgrace. You can't do that. And disgrace is a strong word. How about Frank Reich? Okay, adjectives describing Frank Reich. Nice guy, pastoral, consistent, clever, not a compliment. Stubborn, right guy to dig out of a hole with, but he's fond of digging holes. That's a combination. He likes digging them. He likes filling them up, climbing out of them. Uh, overall, in the first four games of the season, he's 7, 10, and 1. In overtime, he's 1 and 5. In the playoffs, he's 1 and 2. You tell me how this guy is somebody to chart a future behind if you want to win a championship. You want to go 9 and 8, 8 and 9, 10 and 7, 7 and 10, Frank Reich's your guy. You want to go to the Super Bowl? Show me anything that makes you believe for a minute that that's even a remote possibility with Frank Reich as your coach. I don't buy it. This team feels completely disconnected. The players' effort is not cohesive. It's not that they're give, not giving great effort. It's that that effort is not cohesive. The last matchup between the Colts and the Chiefs. Uh, 2019, Colts win 1913. Adam Vinatieri with four field goals in his final season. Uh, Marlon Mack, 132 yards on 29 carries. Patrick Mahomes, 22 of 39 for 321. One TD, uh, no interceptions, four sacks. All right? Not bad. The four starters, uh, six starters who remain from that team, uh, Braden Smith, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, all on the offensive line, uh, Grover Stewart, Bobby O'Karake, and Kenny Moore. Th those are the guys starting, starters returning, not guys like E.J. Speed, who is also on the roster. Why? Why can't the Colts do what they did in 2019? Granted, Houston's not here, Autry's not here, Hilton's not here, a lot of guys not here. But we had Jacoby Brissett as a quarterback. That albatross hanging around our necks, that's got to count for something. That's got to counterbalance somehow or another the guys that we're missing, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, this could be, if you win this game, the Titans are playing like dog crap. And if you win this game, all of a sudden, you can get to 2-1-1, one, and, one, and 2-1-1 one, and one is going to lead the division. <laughs> you know, I know it's crazy. That's cockamamie talk. But it's what we do on September 20th. What the hell else are you going to do? Are you going to shovel dirt on your own grave as a football fan in the middle of September? When you had Super Bowl aspirations nine days ago? 
<laughs> Good grief. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that big a masochist. I got to continue to find rays of hope somehow. Um, Gus Bradley, uh, hey, how about this? So Cole Beasley is signed by the Bucks, and a lot of Colts fans want to Cole Beasley sign. He's being signed uh, because uh, Julio Jones is out, right? Chris Godwin, out. They've lost guys. You got a suspension going. You got a lot of problems if you're the Bucks with that receiving core. A lot of people really lambasted Chris Ballard for not signing Julio Jones. Go figure. Julio Jones is injured. Who would have thought so? That is what keeps him from signing T.Y. Hilton. And Julio Jones, by the way, $6 million, all of it guaranteed. T.Y. Hilton would get hurt. Julio Jones has gotten hurt. You don't go out and sign 32, 33, 34-year-old wide receivers. Watch what happens with Cole Beasley. Same deal. All right, tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. Make sure and subscribe and like, and you have a chance to win what is in this. Last week, it was a Miles Turner autographed Pacers jersey. This week, you'll find out on Friday what it is. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent. I feel better. This is cathartic for me. To find a way through the mutation of logic to figure out exactly how to get my mind right to watch football on Sunday. It happens all week long right here.